Hello, hello, sleep friends. Welcome to season two of Sleep Well Around the World. You know, just recently, I was reading an article about a study by University of Alberta neuroscientists. It shows that exposure to high levels of oxygen encourages the brain to remain in deep, restorative sleep. So what happened was the researchers administered high levels of oxygen to anesthetized and naturally sleeping animal models and examined the resulting activity in their brains. What did they find out? Well, when they administered oxygen, their subjects' brains switched out of active sleep and remained in a deactivated slow-wave state the entire time. So this means that the brain can have a deep sleep and restorative one when exposed to oxygen. Working in an airplane for so many years reminded me that the instruction is when the oxygen mask drop, you need to put the oxygen on yourself first in order to take care of others. So that is how important self-care is, especially if we're feeling overstretched and overworked. We need to take care of ourselves spiritually, physically, and mentally in order to live well and of course to sleep well. Who better to tell us all about this than the inimitable Kate Unger. She will let us know what a juicy life is all about and how we can move on from self-loathing to self-loving. And today we are with Kate Unger, image and healthy lifestyle coach, healer, speaker, vocalist, author, Marilyn Monroe impersonator, and now she is a podcaster too. And Kate is the creator of Living Your Juiciest Life Ever. Her business and her podcast were born out of her journey of losing, finding, and finally owning her own voice and claiming joy. From self-loathing and never thinking she was enough to self-full and living from a place of a full cup, claiming that juiciness that has been placed there for all of us to take. So now Kate empowers female entrepreneurs to look and feel their best on and off the stage in, in their lives. From the inside out to outside in, she is truly on a mission to empower other female entrepreneurs and influencers to put their oxygen mask on first, to amplify their self-love, to own their voice, live their true creative expression, and live from a self-full place. Wow, Kate, I think all of us need you in our lives. What a vibrant <laughs> background you have. Welcome to the show, Kate. Thank you so much, Melissa. I'm happy to be here. So happy to have you. And you know, just as mentioned, you have such a vibrant background. You're a jazz singer, you're a coach, and now a podcaster. How do you manage your well-being, having to juggle so many things on your plate? Oh, well, my day always begins. Uh, my husband and I actually spend time together first thing in the morning, and we actually do a reading or a listening. And then we pray together before we start our day. 
And then I generally go off and do my own thing. So I may go for a run around the lake or I may go swimming. Uh, I may do a little meditation by myself as well. I may do a little mini video. Um, I listen to music and it's very inspirational music. So I sort of set myself up for my day from that space. And so getting up early enough is the key for me because my style is that if I don't do it in the morning, when am I going to do it? Absolutely. Sounds great. And what time do you usually wake up and what time do you sleep? What's your typical schedule like? Um, generally, we wake up at six. Sometimes we wake up at five, uh, depending on the light, uh, the sun, the sunrise and the day. Mm -hmm. So and we go to bed about 10 o'clock. Wow, that's great. So you're getting the perfect amount of sleep time that is recommended for everyone, especially for adults. Kate, you mentioned your, there's a lake near you. And I remember having chatted with you before you've moved. So I just want to know what is the difference of the environment and how it's affecting your happiness right now from where you were living before? Uh, so this would have been before being mobile, I think you mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember yeah. you blogging about moving to this new place very, well, quite recently. Oh, that place. Okay, so big picture, uh, I, uh, last September, my husband and I decided to become nomads. And so we went from living in a, in a building and to, uh, we left all everything furnished and we subletted and had someone else take care of our place while we were gone to see whether we really liked living mobile. Mm -hmm. And so we drove out to BC, picked up a motorhome that we purchased and drove all the way to the West Coast onto Vancouver Island. And Vancouver Island is very different than anywhere else. So as far as the rest of Canada is concerned, and we spent the winter here. So it's rainy season in the wintertime here. Uh, it gets a little bit of snow, but really not very much. Uh, and it doesn't rain hard, generally speaking. So you just get out and do your stuff. Um, how it's impacted sleep, I believe, honestly, when we sorted out a couple of things that really sleep is great because it's incredibly peaceful wherever it is that we are. And then we just recently moved again from where we were over the winter to living by a lake. Wow, that sounds amazing. Yeah. So now that you're in this new environment, Kate, I just want to kind of turn the tables on you because yes, you're the host of living your juiciest life ever. And you usually have these amazing guests who are very successful in their own right, living with their cup overflowing, definitely. So what about you? What is your definition of a juicy life? And are you living it right now? Yes, I am. And it's something that I love to be really clear about is, is that living your juiciest life ever is, no matter what it is that you're experiencing in your life, remembering to do self-care and to do self-love? What are the acts of self-love that you can put yourself in the best place? And sometimes when there's a struggle going on, it's difficult. Like you can get down, you can do this, you can do that. But it's bringing that awareness to your life, regardless of what's going on. It's not about life being perfect. Because sometimes 
people hear that, like, or I'll ask them and I go, Hey, are you living from a self full cup? And they'll go, well, uh, kinda for the most part. And they're not because the perspective isn't there. Right. So it's not, it's not not what people often think of. And I'm completely guilty of this too. And I think many of us are is perfectionism, but life isn't like that. Right. It's, it's what, what is it? It's, it's finding out who, who am I and what actually brings me joy? What brings me joy and makes me feel light and silly and uh, happy and joyful and how, and so, and then, so how do I bring that to my life? So first of all, it's an awareness. Who are you? Right. Mm -hmm. How it is that you're living. Everybody is, I mean, look, we're all so unique. So whatever it is that you're choosing, when we put ourselves last, what happens is, is that we're constantly thinking about other people's needs first, and then we're not really doing self-care. So what happens in women, because this is a very, very common thing, is it is our natural nature to nurture. So we put others first. I mean, I still think about all the time. What am I going to make for dinner? What is Bruce like? Because it's, that's just, it's a woman's way of, it's the way our brain works. We have this global brain, right? And so it's remembering we have this great gift and this great brain that does these wonderful things, but we can't lose and forget ourselves. And yes, it was designed that way for a reason. But when we can, we can serve better, regardless of what the other goes. People say, well, when, I'm, when my kids grow up, I'll take care of myself. I'd be like, no, by the time your kids grow up, you're going to be pissed off at the world. <laughs> yeah, right? You're yeah. going to be resentful because you didn't get what you wanted because you gave everything that you had expecting that you were going to receive the same thing back. It doesn't work that way because men's and women's brains are different. Men, men, men are really good at their, their job, their brain, their job is to provide. That's kind of where it comes from. And I'm, and I'm being really, really basic right now, but I have this whole talk that I'm putting together that I'm excited about doing and women, we think globally. And so we can, we can cook and we can keep a, an eye out for our kids and their safety. And, you know, like we're keeping it, we're always on the lookout for what's missing and what's wrong. Men are good champions of themselves because they see what they have in their hand and we see what's missing. So not only is it our nature to nurture, but then what we're doing is we're heightening our awareness and we're living in a, we can easily live in a space of danger. So we create the space of danger for ourselves. And then again, right, because we're seeing what's missing, we become hyper, we can become hypercritical of our partnerships, our relationships, our friends, the world at large. And all of that criticism comes back to us. Right. And we don't realize that we're doing that. And so what we're doing is we are so critical of ourselves is that we don't see the goodness. We don't congratulate and reward ourselves when reward is due. So that's the, that, that, that piece is so, it is the, the biggest piece of that whole switching to self-love. Like when a lot of women's groups, a lot of women's groups, they talk about women supporting women. Well, they don't because we're not addressing that issue. Mm -hmm. 
right? So a couple of years ago, when I, I, I just finally went, oh, you people all talk about women supporting women. You can't do that. Until we address the self-love issue, then we can. Because then the cattiness, the critical nature, all of those things start to go away. We can still, we still, we, we have this great gift of a brain. But we have to use it as a tool, not let it use us. You have just dropped such amazing gems just now, okay? <laughs> wow. And uh, just thinking about women, yeah. I think we should have women supporting ourselves and each other. You're right. It has to begin with ourselves. How can you give and support and be loyal to others when you yourself are not living from a full cup? But, you know, I picked on something you said about it's in our nature to nurture. Definitely. And all of the women in the world, regardless of where they are, what they're doing, what is their career and <laughs> background, we're all guilty of at one point in time, too much self-criticism. But at the same time, it's in our nature to, to be nurturing. And to be honest, it makes us happy, right? That that feeling of sacrificing ourselves. And there's nothing, no, no, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that, but we don't have to be martyrs. So there what happens go. is, is there's, so a, there's always fine lines and perspectives. Okay, yeah. that's what I want to ask you. When we're giving so much, when do we recognize that boundary or that line when we're it's already too much and we're depleting our own self-love because we <laughs> love to give? So how do we recognize that in us? Are there any signs and symptoms of giving too much? <laughs> yeah, it's called, it's called burnout. Burnout. <laughs> Yeah, okay. but then again, that's too late, right? When you're burned out. No, it's never too late. It's never too late because we. I mean, humans, I want to know when it's earlier. Like, I want to have yeah. um, kind of like, ooh, I'm pushing the edge of giving too much. Okay, so here's here's where. Well, it's not. It, it's really about uh, one of the first things that shows up is resentment. Ooh, nice. Yeah. True that. It's huge. Yes, yes, yes. It's resentment. It's it's uh, there's a complaining a complaining that's going on. I do all this for all these people, blah, 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 blah. When am I going to get my turn? Right. But if we're not open to receive and we're only in a space because life is supposed to be a circle. That's true. And so nature to nurture is one thing, but we need to be in the space of receiving at the same time. Right. And, and so all of it, all of it is a circle. So resentment would be one. Uh, being pissed off at the world, uh, why me, feeling sorry for oneself, becoming a victim, which is really common, uh, not recognizing that we are powerful beings and we created the crap. <laughs> we created the situation. The time we cooked and, and then it's, made the recipe and <laughs> we did it and then, ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then it's, and then it's, and then the next thing that happens is we end up beating ourselves up about it. And that doesn't help us get out of it either. So it is a process of understanding. It is a process of, that's why this, this piece of understanding, look, we, we, we actually, first of all, we completely 100%, we are a gift. Our brain is a gift. The way that it works, it works for that way for a reason. It is so well-designed. Imagine this. I love this story that I, this little comic that I created in my brain. Caveman, cavewoman, five children. They change roles one day. Mm -hmm. So it's his job to take care of the kids. So they go out into the field 
and they come home and she's out there marching in the front of the, the front of the crew and she turns around and she goes what 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 what's going on and he goes what are you talking about he goes well jimmy and sally are missing he goes what are you talking about i have three oh no <laughs> wow so, yeah, so if we switched if we switched roles like men see and experience life differently the first time i saw that was coming home from uh when i really got it was i was coming home from school one day she had to school and my partner that i was living with would do something kind and he would clean the apartment while i was at school on saturday so i would come home and i'd see all on the white carpet all the vacuum marks and stuff but then i would also see all the dust all the corners that he had missed, right? We see everything that's missing. But knowing better at that point, I never said anything about it. I just went, I'm so grateful that you did that. Thank you for taking the time and the energy to, to do all of that. That's really amazing. And then the next day I was cleaning up the kitchen and I was wiping the counter and God dropped in a question into my head. What's the difference between the way men and women clean? And I was going, ah women see they look for what they've left behind men see what they have in their hand wow which is a it, you know it's a great gift in roles you know our interaction yeah. because yeah. both of us are really important but yes. what where, where we got lost is is that we took that great gift and we 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 distorted it so we can take that and we can learn to do something different. I love that, that each of us has a gift. Each of us complement one another. And you can't mm -hmm. just expect that person to do your role, right? Because that's the reason why they're not women. <laughs> but yeah, I love that what you said, that uh, that is one point of awareness, which a lot of people, a lot of women are lacking. When you say that there is that instinctive irritation coming in and you're starting to feel that and it's going to snowball into resentment, we shouldn't wait. Yeah. Right? We shouldn't wait for that resentment to take over. And then we flare up and we start screaming. And you know what I mean? I love what you yeah. said. We have that inner voice that tells us, okay, you're doing too much. You're not happy anymore. You're kind of like, boom, boom, boom. And so stuff down in the kitchen, you're getting a bit. Uh. Right? In, our, in our culture, in our culture, we've become so left brained, we've forgotten about the importance of the right side of the brain. And so what's happened is the left and the right brain have disconnected from themselves. And so now we can we do the exercises to reconnect all of that and there becomes to be much more harmony. So then this, that whole piece about oh, that whole separate way of living. I mean, the other thing that women do is that they don't um, you know, the, the little problems, little problems, little problems, accumulate, 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 stack, 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 stack. Mm -hmm. Again, because we have that global brain and that's why all of a sudden we blow up and the people in our lives look at us and go, well, that really wasn't a big deal what just happened. It's not about what just happened now. It's what I've been carrying for 10 years. <laughs> yes, right? no wonder, no wonder, right? Yes, yeah, because how we've got kind of been pushing it into the back burner, trying, to deny it but it exists but those little yeah. bits of resentment oh they can erupt when, when they, it accumulates 
but yeah, wow. Um, that's definitely something that a lot of us need to internalize and really learn from, Kate. Mm -hmm. But you said something so important about some women who's not living definitely doesn't have to be on a full cup and they can still live a juicy life. So I wonder from your perspective, is a juicy life about your life itself, about how successful you are or how much of the goals you've achieved, or is it about how you view your life, your attitude toward life? Is that what makes us juicy? That's I what makes us juicy. clarify that. <laughs> yeah, it, that's what makes us juicy. It's not about the external results. It's about the internal joy that we carry because we are beings of light. And the more joy we carry, the more light we carry, the bigger difference that we make. So that's why the whole oxygen mask on us first is like on every level, on a vibrational level, on a spiritual level, on a physical level is so hugely important. Because as we do that, we create more space for other people. You know, by us stepping into our joy, our excitement, our this, our that, instead of um, playing small to try and, you know, well, I'm, I'm going to play small. So I'm not like, you know, intimidating other people from them standing into their own light. We don't actually do that. Marianne Williamson says it so well in her, in her, you, you've heard the, the dissertation, not the dissertation, the beautiful writing that she did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so. Um, the opposite extreme is also like Cheryl Sanders of also telling us to lean in, you know, like, and, but she got a lot of flack for that book as well, because it's like some people are saying it's being too much when you you're giving too much into your career and then you're uh, taking other things for granted, like your family or your well-being. So, yeah, you know, we women, sometimes we get tossed about and you're right. We just really need to find what makes us happy. I mm -hmm. love your word awareness. I think that's number one. We can't let other women or these fabulous books we love. That can't dictate because we ourselves need to know what makes us happy. We're an individual. Mm -hmm. And that's and what that's why it's so that's yeah. why it's so that's why it's so important that uh it's not about um it's not about the external result. It's not about career, this and that and the other thing. It's where are you living from? That's true. And selfish, true selfishness is not selfish. It's self-full. True selfishness is I'm going to take care of myself first so that I have the capacity to give. Because if I'm constant. Yeah. Is there any reason why most women you think may be afraid to look that deeply into themselves and they just like go on autopilot and just do what, you know, as you said, that the nature of nurturing others they just like go on autopilot and then they just like are they afraid it's, to look in is there a particular reason why a lot of women are failing to actually live a juicy life when everybody deserves that and it, it it's very very doable mm -hmm. yeah it makes me wonder so um there's a couple of things one is our society Right. Society is a big dictator as to what it is that goes on. And it doesn't feel it doesn't make us feel good if we want to stay home and take care of our children. Right. You should be out there. You should be doing more. It, there is this whole do more, get more perspective. Yeah. So it, it really pushes us into a place of being unhealthy. It's not the way that we were designed. We're not living the way we were designed. Women are not living the way we were designed. I mean, Look at the way that we're built. Look at the graceful bodies that we have. 
the beautiful, you know, it's like there's this sense of elegance about us. There really is. And it's kind of like, it's appreciation. It's not kind of like it is. It's, it's appreciation of self. It's appreciation of what, what, what we're brought up again in a society. I mean, if you look at the magazines, how little girls growing up looking at all of these ideas of who they should be. Social media has been massively damaging. Massively. So having a healthy... Mm. Pardon me? Yeah, I totally agree with what you just said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a massive societal thing that's going on, but it's time for change. And it's radical responsibility. Recognizing and, and so... You know, we're, we're all, as far as I'm concerned, is we're all brought up in quasi uh, dysfunctional homes. And at some point in time, we need to step into being adults and take responsibility. My, my mental, my emotional, my physical, all of the aspects of me, whose responsibility are they? They're mine. Yep. Because if I'm going to explain that. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to expect someone else to take care of it, I, I that, that doesn't make any sense, right? I have to, you know, and so because we don't come from healthy backgrounds, we have at, at some point in time, hopefully, people recognize that. I want my life to be different, so I have to change. And so it's interesting because there's been all of these little movements or big movements, however you want to look at it, that have happened where um, the me, the me movement, the I movement, I think it was in the nineties, but these different movements that have happened, women burning their bras, all of these kind of, it's just, it's evolution of perspective. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It's just, this is the perspective, right? And so I was considered to be selfish. But it's all about perspective, fine lines and perspectives. It's like, yes, if I'm being, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I was going to say masochistic, but that's not it. <laughs> it's, it, if we're narcissists, right? Narcissistic, if we're, yeah. if we're it, you know, that's not a healthy it's not a healthy perspective. It's not a healthy way of being. Yeah. It's, it's a holistic, like we have this wholeness that's available to us, but we have to do the work to get there. It's just as simple as that. Yeah. We have to do yeah. the work. There's no easy way. It's like, it's self, self-reflection, uh, it discovery. And I, I think for me, spirituality is a really big deal. Because when I can be seen, when I can see myself, make, make my goal to be, to see me as God sees me, that's amazing. Right. Yeah. And I, and, and by, by my own self-care and self-love, I can then easily give it's not work anymore. I love that. And uh, you're right. Spirituality and discovery make such a big difference. I remember that Bible verse that talks about God knows how much hair, every, every hair, number, yeah. the number of our hair. So how can you be insignificant? How can you be worthless? How, how do your uh, desires not matter? If every 
hair is counted by your creator. Yeah. So you're right. Just to think about that. There's nothing narcissistic about that. And I mm -mm. think you will have that instinctive knowledge that you're going too much when you're already neglecting others and taking too much care of yourself. Then, of course, those warning bells are going to ring, too. So you, you're right. That awareness, that spirituality, it all has to come together. And uh, a lot of women are going to need you <laughs> to keep reminding them on this. <laughs> when mommy has a good day, everybody has a good day. 100%. Right? So and when mom, on the other hand, not, if mommy is having a bad day, yeah. the world the is kids great. are misbehaving. It's a <laughs> Yeah, been there, been there all the time. <laughs> we are so powerful. We so are. when somebody in your life, another girlfriend or a woman that you know in your life is really struggling and they're having, let's just say, a lot of drama and maybe they've got a habit of kind of being in that space, one way to actually remind them that there's something better is you are an incredibly powerful woman. Look what you created, right? So if you're yeah. that powerful to create the shit show that's been going on in your life, that's pretty powerful, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Guess what? There's another side to that. And you're going to tell us. <laughs> Well, right? the other we, side, the other, the other side, side of the other is we side. have the power to also change it, right? Because if we That's have right. the power to create such a big disaster. So we can create work. something else by changing our own patterns. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. And that's what I tell my two daughters all the time. You know, they, women are not having a secondary role. Women are not having a demeaning role. We don't have to fight for anything because just being a woman in itself is so powerful we don't need to be defensive we don't need to prove ourselves as you said kate we have such a major role that if mommy or if the wife is angry nothing works and everything <laughs> just right it tumbles apart so this is us and women i wish will always be empowered and uh, it's so empowering to learn from mm -hmm. you kate but I just want to ask you, you're such a strong woman and you have the ability to empower other women with everything you're saying, with just being who you are. But is there any challenge that helped you get to this point? Is there any difficult situation that you feel has brought you this much strength? Because I don't think it came to you <laughs> in Easily? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh well, I mean, there's been a lot that's gone on in my life. Um, you know, I, I did have abuse um, that started when I was really young that nobody knew about. And I didn't even remember until I was 26 years old when I went to get for help because I was suffering panic attacks, which I didn't even know that that's what they were called at that time. So um, I was married to my first husband at that time. And um, I said, if we're going to stay together, we need to go and get help. Right. And so luckily I got a great referral and that was kind of the beginning of the change. But as a result of it, it's interesting because it doesn't matter what kind of trauma happens is that when uh, in our formative years, when some kind of trauma happens, it imprints, it creates a domino effect in our life about how we think, 
how we react to situations. Um, and there's two sides to every coin. Um, so what happened for me is that I became an extremely angry young woman and very, very, very defensive. Mm. Oh, you want to fight with me? Okay. <laughs> right. And so uh, how I saw the world, I was hyper vigilant. I was on all the time because I felt like I was in danger all the time. Mm that I was about to be attacked. And I, and I was, that, that did happen to me on more than one occasion. So um, I never thought of myself as a victim, but I was totally a victim. Mm. Uh, I, uh, I saw myself as a rebel. Well, a rebel is the flip side of victim. It's the, the same coin. Right. Right. Because so that when I could finally see that pattern, I, that was extremely helpful for me. But I went through uh, a lot of anger. I, I was, I couldn't stay in relationships. I was very, I was so afraid of commitment. I did not, I couldn't even buy a house because I was like, I'd have to live there for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know? I, uh, I moved around a lot um, and didn't stay in jobs very long either. I was constantly moving and changing jobs because heaven forbid I would ever stay in a relationship for too long because if I stayed too long, you'll leave me. So I'll leave first. Wow. Right. Wow. And so um, I also, uh, my anxiety sh attacks showed up as hallucinations. So whenever I was in a uh, intimate relationship when I had a, a boyfriend and we'd been together for too long as my psyche could handle, I would hallucinate. His face would change. And uh, I didn't understand it. So I would call it something else. And, uh, and then when I decided, when I found this counselor who was also a marriage counselor, he was also a psychologist, which was a real blessing. The referral that I got I had said to my ex-husband that I was going to go myself first because I was too afraid to go with him because I had so much uh, dark thoughts, mm -hmm. you know? So um, that's where the journey began. And then I just kept going and kept going. And then I got very, oh, sorry, I, got itchy nose. <laughs> I just, I just, I kept going and kept searching Right. And because and, and it didn't it didn't come now I can see it didn't come from the healthiest place, but it was the place that I needed to get to to go move forward because I saw myself as broken that I needed to be fixed. But that's also an extremely common female perspective. I'm broken and I need to be fixed. You're not broken. There's some broken thinking. There's some patterns that don't work, but you're not broken powerful um yeah. so you went from fighter kate to fabulous kate uh obviously <laughs> you said it was a gradual journey is there mm -hmm. something is there an aha somewhere in there that that was the big turning point or would you say it because of what you went through it had to be gradual in order for you to go from that oh like, i had i had massive aha moments because i would see the gift even though 
there was a there was struggle i always i don't know where i got this gift from i don't know where it came from god gave it to me obviously but um i could always even in a crappy situation i could always find the silver lining mm. always i could always find a silver lining so um that's one um uh, what aha moment what, what would be a good one for everyone for the listeners today um there were so many i i think actually when i moved from winnipeg to vancouver uh, when i got stage fright i got stage fright as a teenager so i was in a recital i lost my voice somewhere in that song i ran off the stage crying and humiliated and then I could only sing in front of campfires or if I'd had enough cocktails to drink. <laughs> and then I was introduced to jazz. And this was before I left Winnipeg and moved to Vancouver the first time. And uh, I, it was so interesting because I had never wanted anything so bad in my life. I said, if I never sing on another stage again in my life, I have to learn this music. And I moved to Vancouver and the people that showed up and I didn't see it at the time. But when I look back now, the people that just kept showing up to support me, you know, it was amazing. I, I moved to Vancouver. I, I, uh, I got a job at this restaurant. There was a honky tonk piano player that would play the hardwood floors so it was really noisy restaurant as I was working if I knew the song I would sing it with him like in the background right and not care if anybody heard me but don't ask me to get up and sing forget that noise right and <laughs> we then will one day and then <laughs> yeah yeah oh no now it now it's easy it's not you <laughs> see I mean I still I still I shouldn't say it's easy I still have the flutters but it's not it's not I don't have stage fright anymore mm. um and so know that if they're the key to living a juicy life, whether it's something that you end up doing full time in your life, like you change everything that you're doing, or it's just it or it's or it's a piece that you just bring to life that feeds you. Right. It's not it's not a this or a that. It's just how do you feel? Are you feeling expressive? Are you feeling joyful? Are you feeling like, are you owning your voice? Because that comes into everything else in your life anyways. Right? So that journey of having all these people show up to support, like I met, I ended up singing in an acapella choir because of somebody that I was introduced to. I was, uh, somebody else heard me sing and said, you really need to do something with your voice ended up sending me to the best voice coach I ever could have had that was the emotional support that I needed he then took me to the stage and and took me to the stage and then said this is what you're going to do right next time you're going to go by yourself and I had all of these people that were amazing guidances he recommended that I go to acting school it helped me I fell in love with something else and I discovered that 
as an actor, I could actually be more of who it was that I was because I felt safe because I was thinking I was hiding behind a character. But the best actors are actually the truthful ones. So, and so true. Yeah. And so just, and, and, and the encouragement and the opportunities. So know if you do the work to find what brings you joy and that gives you that voice, that peace that's been missing. Because we all have it and it's not this voice, it's this one. Mm-hmm. Right? It's what's in your heart yeah. that really brings your joy. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. And if you can pay enough attention to it, to take that tiny spark and start a small little fire and you feed it on a regular basis, you will find yourself and you will find someone you never knew even existed. And that is the greatest gift that you can give to yourself and that you can give to the rest of the world. We need your life story because it is super inspiring. And through you, we, we learned that um, we constantly need to listen to our heart and constantly need to find that voice. Wow, Kate, super amazing. Um, this show is not enough to contain everything. Um, all the fabulous Part inspirations. One. <laughs> I, I need to invite you back and ask sure. you thousand questions (laughs) because you've just opened up this pandora box and now i need you back (laughs) all right so um yeah definitely need you back so i just wanted to ask you as i do all the guests all right sometimes you just have these crazy moments or you can't help but have a super busy schedule and it happens to all of us so is there a nighttime routine or a wind down routine something that relaxes you is it jazz music is it listening to something or is it is there a nighttime routine that you can give as a tip to others something you personally do to help you relax so that you can get into a good sleep <laughs> breathe ah. so bo- box box breathing would be one um i also listen to um that's uh, not calm it's called uh, is it the app the app called calm no, it's actually a different one. It's called Insight Timer. Ooh, Insight Timer. All right. Yeah. We and then they have they yeah. have lovely things. Or sometimes I find when I listen to binaural beats, it actually wakes me up. Uh, <laughs> maybe you're thinking of a jazz song. You know, some maybe. of those beats can have that kind of maybe some reminding you of something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So oh. yeah. So finding finding music that that brings you I I love that like if I'm feeling like my brain is too busy um then um I'll put on some music breathing is amazing so a count of four in hold for four exhale for four hold for four and then just pay attention to that because it changes your brain waves and then I actually uh I'm also I do take supplements and I have a wonderful supplement that is it has over 70 minerals in it and all kinds of other good stuff in it that i've been using for the last 16 years wow that is uh that i'll take a shot of that before i go to bed at night and if i happen to wake up in the middle of the night i will take another shot in the middle of the night and when i go back to sleep i am out 
Wow. Amazing. And there's no groggy. There's no groggy. It's an adapt. It's full of adaptogens. What so helps the body adapt to stress better. Right. Ooh, sounds great. Well, um, we learned so much today. I mean, what if I can say a juicy, super juicy. <laughs> Our cup is overflowing. The listeners are probably jumping from joy, being super inspired by Kate's story. I can't thank you enough for that. And um, I need to re really ruminate and review everything you've said, because it's going to definitely help me and everyone else who's listening in. What an amazing um, time we've had with you, Kate. I wanna thank you so much. And as I always, I love to end the show with the three top tips we've learned so we can sleep better from our interview with Kate. We learned that um, good morning routine, prayer. Prayer always helps just to give gratitude or to attribute, even if we, some people may not be so spiritual, but if you attribute the beautiful things in life to something or someone, then that helps mm -hmm. you feel happier. Secondly, I love how you taught us about having a silver lining. Not everything goes right in life. And that's just the way life is. It doesn't always treat us perfectly. But if we mm -hmm. see the good, the blessings, and the silver lining like Kate did, we can have Kate's energy and juicy life. And thirdly, breathe, listen to relaxing music. And if everyone could see your smile right now, just to smile from ear to ear as Kate does, I think we're going to have a fabulous life all the time, day in, day out. Thank you so, so much. As I Thank said, you, Melissa. Back, um, how can we so find you? I think a lot of people are going to, this interview is not going to be enough and a lot of people are going to want to contact you. How can they do that? Tell us. Well, they can uh, send me an email at kate at kateunger.com. Right. Uh, they can also find me on LinkedIn under the same name. Um, it's actually, yeah, they sh I think on, on, on LinkedIn, it's Kate A. Unger. So right. they can find me there. And uh, also on Facebook, Instagram, I'm kind of learning, but you will recognize me. I'm wearing, in, in most places, I'm actually wearing a pink suit. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. That suits you. I need to see that. <laughs> Well, I'm going to put it in the episode details so that people, oh, great. Can find yeah. well, everything you told me, I'll just put it in the details and I'm sure so many people want to contact you. Thank you so, so much again. Thank uh, you, Melissa. I need to chat again with you. That is for sure. hundred percent. All right. I appreciate you. Thanks for everything. Right. I appreciate you so much. And thank you for coming on to the show. a great way to kickstart season two with that wonderful and touching interview with Kate. I learned so much and was so inspired by her as I hope you are too. We learned from her that we need to live juicy lives. It's not enough to just be at peace. Well, most often than not, peace is described as the absence of fear and pandemonium but we were created to enjoy life to the full, to enjoy life as our creator wanted us to do so. So we should find joy in every little thing. We should stop minimizing our successes and start maximizing the positive moments in our life. And as Kate showed us, we can learn how to think, feel, and act with joy and as a result 
we can live more happier lives and be more authentic and joyful too. So yes, that is our episode for today. Do stay tuned for Fairy Tale Friday.